Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. Now, before I get into the communion hymn for Sunday, which is where we are in our meditation upon the divine liturgy, I want to go back to the Old Testament and meditate a little bit upon the introductory verse that leads into the Ten Commandments from Exodus. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So God is letting us know that we need to pay attention to him and what he commands, not because he is the creator of all things, not because he is all-powerful and all-knowing. He is calling attention to the fact that we should pay attention to him because he let the people out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He set them free. And this is why we should pay attention to the Ten Commandments. And of course, the Ten Commandments tell us how to organize a society based on the ideas of morality, of loving your God with all your strength and all your might and all your mind and all your soul, and loving your neighbor as yourself, as Christ reduces the law to its most basic essence. And I want to call this to mind because of what we will be seeing in today's gospel reading and in the communion hymn for Sundays. Because in the communion hymn and in the today's gospel reading, we see a lot of the same things. We see abundance. We see things coming forth from the earth. But on one hand, we have Psalm 148, and by the way, that's both the Masoretic and the Septuagint numbering there, because at the end of the Psalms, the numbers converge back. We hear, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the highest, praise him all you angels, praise him all you hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you stars and light, praise him you heavens of heavens. And it goes on to say, Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and the, and the deeps, fire and hail, snow and ice, stormy wind which performs his word, mountains and all the hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying things, etc. One giant doxology in praise of God for all that he has done, all that he has created, and all that happens into the world because of his mercy and grace. And in contrast, we have a parable from the Lord today about the rich man whose land brought forth plentifully, just as we praise God for in Psalm 148. But rather than praising God, who gave him these things. He says, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and will build larger ones. And there will be store, there I will store all my grains and my goods. And I will say to my soul, repeat, I will say to my soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So on one hand, we have praise for God, 
And on the other hand, we have someone who is taking ownership of all that has happened, including their own soul. And God says in response, fool. This night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? Because the soul does not belong to us, of course, it belongs to God. God created it, gave it to us, and ultimately it does belong to him. And so when we go about in our lives, we have two fundamental choices of what to do with our life and with what to do with all of the things that have been given to us. On the one hand, we can take credit for it all, just like this rich man. We can take credit for all of our gifts. We can take credit for our skills. We can take credit for our business. We can take credit for our children. We can take credit for it all, but we would be fools because it all belongs to God and was given to us by God. The other option is to praise God for all that he has done for us. In other words, to take all of the things that have been given to us and use them for the purpose of doxology, for the purpose of sanctifying those things that God has given to us. And I saw this community band together yesterday to do exactly that. We took all of our gifts, we brought them together so as to distribute holiday meals and foods for several weeks for about 90 families who needed that food and needed those things. We chose to sanctify that food. We chose to sanctify our skills. We chose to sanctify this space and this community by giving. Here's the thing. We say this prayer, this communion hymn, praise the Lord, in context of communion. And this challenges us to think about what communion really means. Every Sunday in the Orthodox Church is a little Pascha. We celebrate the resurrection. So this particular psalm in this particular context is speaking to and about the resurrection. And if we look at the word in Greek, Pascha, it means Passover, which brings us back to that introductory text to the Ten Commandments, because their rescue from slavery, their freedom, happened because of a Passover. The angel of death passed over each household that had made a sacrifice of a lamb and put a cross of blood over the door of their household so that the firstborn male was spared death. And then as a result of the massive death among the Egyptians, the people were set free. Christ so loves us that he not only released the people of God from the bondage of slavery to the Egyptians, but he became incarnate, a human being, to suffer with us all of the things that we suffer in the fallen world, to go to the cross, to die, so that we might have a Passover from sin and death, because human beings in the fallen world are slaves. This rich man is a slave. He is a slave to his work. He is a slave to his material goods. His entire life revolves around the status that comes from being a rich man. 
and all of the things that he has to do in order to maintain those things. He is a slave. He is a slave to greed, to pride, and ultimately he is a slave to death because here in this parable, he dies. And all of that greed, all of that pride, all of those material goods mean nothing. But Christ gives us all a Passover from sin and from death so that we are no longer slaves. We no longer have to pay attention to those things that the world finds important. We no longer have to worry about disease, decay, and death. We are free to praise God, to sanctify creation, and to do those things that the world sees as insane, knowing that in the end, we have a Passover from it all, that God went to the cross to allow us to live freely, fearlessly in his grace, his love, his power, and his strength. And communion is the place where we receive all of that. Christ himself enters into us so that we are never alone in the face of sin and death, in the face of all that the world throws at us. We always have him. We always have the Holy Spirit. We always have the Father. And they, if we rely on them, if we praise them in all things, will give us the strength, will give us the Passover from sin and from death, so that we, like the saints before us, can look in the face of the world and all of its pride and all of its greed and all of its sin and even death itself and say, Christ has given me Pascha, Passover, from all of this. You have no power over me, and I do not fear you. Bring your worst, and God's power will overcome it all. And as a consequence, this psalm, Psalm 148, becomes a model for living life, that we do praise God in all things that we do. Every gift that we are given, we are to praise God with. And again, yesterday, we exemplified that. We praise God by giving. And there are so many other ways, small and large, that we as individuals and as a community can and will praise the Lord for all that he has done for us, for the Passover that he has freely given to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.